0: warning warning the following material that we reviewed and will be played throughout this episode i in no way own at all all rights are reserved by universal pictures aftermath entertainment and interscope records thank you and enjoy the episode what's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of time out with tony i am your host tony but don't worry i'm not a phony i'll tell you stories that'll make you real cozy hey that's what's up all right ladies and gentlemen hope you enjoyed my shitty rhymes uh like i said before welcome back to another episode of time out with tony um and today ladies and gentlemen we are at it back at it again with yet another movie review this time one of my favorite movies and uh one that's well known eight mile that's right ladies and gentlemen today we're going to be reviewing the 2002 um hood film does it count as a hood film i think it does uh i don't know i don't know either way um got boys from the hood so who knows but anyways yeah that's what we'll be reviewing um we're gonna be taking a look at the movie itself how it impacted um And all that stuff, all right. But but before we get into today's episode, I'd like to thank you guys so much for the support. Thank you guys so much for listening, etc. etc. I know uh, I say this in every episode, but really, uh, I wouldn't be able to do any of this without you guys. So, once again, thank you so, so much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, let's get into today's episode, all right. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. there's vomit on a sweater already. Mom, spaghetti. He's new. no. I'm just joking. Alright, still though. Relax. Uh, relax. Kick back. Crack open a soda, beer, or water. And again, relax, cause this is eight mile.
1: One moment. Did capture Slay, slay, yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous, but on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop palms. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud, he opens his mouth with the words. Won't
0: Alright, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that are new to the uh, podcast, here's how it goes. First off, we go into a little bit of a premise, we see what the movie's about, etc, etc. Then we take a look at the plot itself, we go, uh, we give it our personal rating and our personal opinions, and after that, we go a little bit behind the scenes, see the production behind this movie, and uh, how it was, um, how and how it was received by the box office, all right? So, let's get into it. So, for those of you that do not know, 8 Mile is a 2002 American drama film written by Scott Silver and directed by Curtis Hansen. It stars legendary rapper Marshall Mathers, or better yet known as by stage name Eminem, in his film debut. Alongside, we got Mikai Pfeiffer, Brittany Murphy, Michael Shannon, Anthony Mackie, and Kim Basinger. Uh, The film, which contains uh, the autobiographical elements of, m ms live uh the story follows white rapper b rabbit and his attempt to launch a career in hip hop a genre dominated by african americans the title is derived from eight mile road the highway between the predominantly black city of detroit and the largely white suburban communities to the north eight mile was a critical and box office success opened at number one in the u.s with 50.3 million dollars grossing in its opening weekend and would eventually go on to achieve a total gross of $242.9 million worldwide alongside the album's accompanying soundtrack was also a commercial success being certified quadruple platinum by the recording industry association of America. The film garnered numerous nominations and wins, including, uh, including an Academy award for best original song for lose yourself. Uh, and well, Yeah, that's pretty much it as far as the premise goes. Let's get into it. Our story opens up in 1995. We open up to uh, what was that? What's that song called? Uh, "Shook Ones," "Shook Ones." Yeah, we open up to "Shook Ones" Part Two by Mob Deep. It's a really, it's a really good classic. If if you were trying to get into rap, this would probably be a good way to start. Uh, anyways, our story opens up in 1995 where Detroit rapper Jimmy Smith Jr., or better yet known as B-Rabbit, is a young, unhappy blue-collar worker from a poor family. Jimmy has moved back north of 8 Mile Road to the rundown trailer home in Warren, Michigan of his mo- alcoholic mother, Stephanie, and his younger sister, Lily, and, uh, well, Stephanie's abusive living boyfriend, Greg. Although encouraged by his friends, Jimmy worries about his potential as a rapper. One night, Jimmy freezes up during a rap battle at a local venue, The Shelter, and leaves the stage humiliated. During the day, Jimmy works at a car factory. When he asks for extra shifts, his supervisor bluntly dismisses his request on account of his habitual tardiness. Later on, Jimmy befriends a woman named Alex. Jimmy begins to take more responsibility for the direction of, uh, of his life. When he exhibits an improved attitude and performance at work, his supervisor grants him the extra shifts that he requested. At some point, Stephanie receives an eviction notice as she cannot pay the rent. Despite her best attempts to keep the eviction notice a secret, Greg ends up finding about it and confronts Stephanie. When Jimmy attacks Greg for threatening his mother, they fight and Greg leaves Stephanie for good. Meanwhile, Jimmy's friendship with Wink, a uh, radio DJ with ties to a record label promoter becomes strained after he discovers that Wink does promotional work for Jimmy's rivals, a rap group known as Leaders of the Free World. At one point, Jimmy and his friends get into a violent brawl with the leaders, which is disrupted by Jimmy's friend Cheddar Bob, who well, pulls out a gun and accidentally fucking shoots himself in the leg. He, survive, he survives, but uh, is unfortunately confined to crutches. At work one day on lunch on a lunch break, Jimmy witnesses a rap battle in which an employee insults a gay gay a gay coworker named Paul. Jimmy joins the pa- battle and defends Paul. Alex, impressed by Jimmy's actions, decides to go ahead and tuck him inside the closet and fuck him. Yes, they fuck. They end up fucking. But anyways, why don't you guys go ahead and take a look at that lunch battle lunch rap battle.
2: Man, I'm getting so sick and tired of fucking with this steel. They only give us 30 minutes to eat lunch and chill. My body aching just to get a buck. I'm sick of eating this shit off this fucking lunch truck. (laughs) Nasty ass food, I'm in a nasty ass mood. I shoulda called in sick, shit, I had something to do. I can't believe that I'm hearing all this raving and rain from Vanessa up here at the New Detroit Stampin'. You need to get your food and take your ass back to work. All You're right. dreaming if you think them corny ass raps are work. <laughs> Look at y'all standing out here freezing like dumb fucks, rapping and waiting for food off this raggedy lunch truck. Who want what? Who pumped up to get rolled up? I spit venom in every direction. Soak some up. Look at this fat ass nigga, <laughs> sloppy yeah. sucker. Yeah. You an ugly motherfucker. Your pop <laughs> should've wore a rubber. Stop rhyming. Keep your day job, Vanessa. Next time, leave that bullshit home on a dresser. Speaking of yeah. dresses, take a look at ball the Fruitcake. Oh, yeah. When you travel, you probably pack panties in your suitcase made out of lace from Victoria's Secret. If 10 men came in a cup, you probably drink it. Oh,
1: okay, folks, enough of the gay jokes especially from a gay, broke bitch yourself. Hey,
2: What is
1: this out, doo-doo. You've worked here longer than me, and I get paid more than you do. Serious, man. Dog, take a seat. What's this guy standing in line for? He ain't got money to eat. Check this out. Yo, yo, this guy cashed his whole check and bought one ho-ho. A fucking homo, little maggot, you can't hack it. Paul's gay, you're a faggot. At least he admits it, don't even risk it. This guy's starving to death. Someone get him a biscuit. I don't know what they told you, Mike. You must have them cornrows rolled too tight. His job, you wanna quit, but you can't. you worked at this plant so long, you're a plant. Look at your goddamn boots. For Christ's sakes, they're starting to grow roots. On this mic, you get faded. You look like a pissed-off rapper who never made it. Oh,
2: wow.
1: And why are you fucking with the gay guy, G? When really, you're the one who's got the HIV. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm done with this clown. He's soft. Woo. Fuck it. I'll let homegirl finish you off.
0: Oh, my boy snapped. All right. <clears throat> Anyways, she's, she, she's impressed. Alex gets impressed by Jimmy's actions. They go in. They fuck. Um... Anyways, Wink arranges for Jimmy to meet with the producers at a recording studio, but Jimmy finds Wink and Alex fucking each other. uh was, She for the streets, yo. I'm kidding. Uh, enraged, Jimmy attacks Wink as Alex tries to break up their altercation. In retaliation, Wink and the leaders of the free world assault Jimmy outside his trailer. The leader of the gang, Papa Doc, holds Jimmy at gunpoint, threatening to kill him until Wink dissuades dis- dis- him. Sorry, I couldn't read that. Once the group has left Jimmy alone, his mother returns with enough money to avoid eviction, having won 3200 at a bingo tournament. Jimmy's best friends and battle host Future pushes him to get revenge by competing against the leaders of the free world at the next rap battle. However, Jimmy's late night shift conflicts with the timing of the next battle tournament. A goodbye visit from Alex, who is moving to New York, changes his mind about competing, and Paul agrees to cover his shift at work as a favor while Jimmy goes to the battle. In all rounds of the rap battle, Jimmy has to compete against one member of the free world. After winning the first two rounds, he faces off against Papa Doc and, well, why don't you guys go ahead and take a look? It's
2: ready. I hope y'all ready! This shit is about to be all the crack lighting up in this bitch! Alright, hold on, hold on, hold on! Gotta do this coin toss. And being that Papa Doc As a defending champion, you get to choose. What do you wanna do, heads or tens? Heads. Heads. Okay. Who goes first? Let that bitch go first. <laughs> Can't believe my ears! A lot of hostility, pumping a lot of anger. All right, all right, all right. Hey, check this out. We got new rules. We got new rules. Venus Championship round. Each of these cats, they get a minute and a half apiece. I don't know what's gonna happen. Be ready. You know what to do. DJ, kick that shit. On Everybody from the 313, put your motherfucking hands up, look, look, now while he stands tough, notice that this man did not have his hands up, this three world's got you gassed up, now who's afraid of the big bad boys, one, two, three into the four, one pop, two pop, three pop, four, four pop, three pop,
1: two pop, one, your pop, he's pop, no pop, none, this guy ain't
2: no motherfucking MC, Everything he's about to say against me I am white, I am a fucking bum I do live in a trailer with my mom My boy's future isn't in time. I do got a jump friend named Cheddar Bob Who shoots himself in his leg with his own gun I did get jumped by all six of you jumps And we did fuck my girl I'm still standing here screaming fuck the free world Don't never try to judge me dude you don't know what the fuck I've been through But I know something about you You went to Cranbrook, that's a private school What's the matter, dog? You in Paris? This guy's a gangster? His real name's Clarence And Clarence lives at home with both parents And Clarence's parents have a real good marriage This guy don't want a battle, he shook Cause ain't no such things. as not I play Brooks. Brooks He scared to death, He's scared to look at his fucking yearbook Fuck Cranbrook a beat i go acapella fuck a papa doc fuck a clock fuck a trailer fuck everybody fuck y'all if you doubt me i'm a piece of fucking white trash i say it proudly and fuck this battle i don't want to win i'm out
1: here tell these people something they don't know about me <laughs>
0: Don't ever try to judge me, dude, because you don't know what the fuck I've been through. But I know something about you. You went to Cranberg. That's a private school. Oh, what's the matter, dog? You embarrassed? This guy's a gangster. His real name is Clarence. Oh, and Clarence's parents have a real good marriage, and he lives at home with both parents. Scared to death, scared to look. Because there ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. Oh, I think I messed those lyrics up. Anyways, let's go back at it. He goes off against Papa Dog and ultimately wins by preemptively pointing out his own white trash roots and difficult life. And then exposing Papa Papa Dog's comparatively privileged and stable upbringing while posing as a thug. See, man, I hate kids like these. I hate how you've got these white or just kids of any color who had a stable upbringing and they try to act like a bunch of thugs like they uh you see them out in the streets and they're like they're like you know man we we was a kid you know we wouldn't have Anything to eat, you know, we'd go to sleep hungry, we didn't have no clothes, no nothing. And when in reality, their fucking hard work, their hard working dad fucking try to pay off their iPhone X. Like, seriously, do you act hood when you're not? You feel me? We're fucking stupid, anyways. With nothing to say in rebuttal, Papa Dog hands the microphone back to Future and is embarrassed. After being congratulated by Alex and his friends, Jimmy is offered a position by Future hosting battles at the shelter. Jimmy says no, saying that he has to go his own way, and he walks back to work. And that, my friends, is 8 Mile. What a story. I mean, kinda. Well, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, the rating... On a scale of one to ten, I give Eight Mile a a seven out of ten. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Despite this being one of my favorite movies of all time, I unfortunately have to give it a seven out of ten for a lot of reasons. For starters, um, just the acting in general. Uh, I gotta give it. The reason it gets a 7 out of 10 is because of the acting. I really love the acting. You really see all these uh, all these celebrities, these musicians, these pop singers, rock stars, all go into, and rappers too, go into an acting career. And well, just some of them just don't really make it. Some of them are just not really good actors. Some are just complete garbage. Some just mess up some can't even keep a face straight throughout the entire recording um but yeah man that's one of the main reasons why i have to give it that because i mean um as far as i'm concerned eminem did a pretty good job all right because i mean you hear stories about all these musicians these singers these rappers saying stories from producers and directors saying yeah no man he was difficult to work with he's a uh, he's a bad actor who even let him do this You know, and but with Eminem, that wasn't the case, you know. It was like, okay, well, I'm here. I'm here to do the job. I got to act like myself, and yeah. Well, I mean, there could have been a simple one-up, and that would be... That would be... um, What's it called? That would be because, well, like I said before, the movie is sort of like a semi-autobiography of Eminem. And, I mean, he's been through this already, so, uh, I mean... I don't really think it was really hard for him to get into the role, because I mean, he experienced it. This is all about him. You feel me? So, again, seven out of ten. Another reason why I gotta give it a seven out of ten is that because there's not really any backstory into into Jimmy. I mean, we just know that he's a co- he's young, he's a he's a white collar worker. He just he's just grinding to get to one paycheck, but we never really see how he got there. You know, we never know if oh he was. Rich before, but then blew it all away or something or anything like that. And we also can't really see what happens next, you know, because we just left leave off on a cliffhanger and that's it. You know, there's nothing there's nothing to say, you know, no captions that, that read and say, oh, he went on to become one of the best selling artists of all time. But. Again, a lot of the people that watch that could have watched this movie were possibly um people that didn't know. Anything relating to Eminem, you know, they just saw, oh, hey, it's a movie about a rapper. Let's go watch the movie about a rapper. You know, they couldn't really know anything without doing their proper research. You feel me? I couldn't even have known without doing the proper research. So, I mean, yeah, I got to give it that because there really isn't much backstory or story to um after the end. But, one, again, like I said before, uh, Eminem's acting is on point, you know, because, like I said before, you read these stories about people that um about these singers and musicians that are just downright shitty actors you see their performance and you're like yeah nope he's a shitty actor but every once in a while there come there comes oh uh, and sort of like someone that stands out you know like ice cube he was a rapper and you see him and he's a great actor you know so really i gotta give it a um uh, I gotta, gotta give him props sorry i gotta give him props uh, on top of that like i said before i haven't really commented much on the soundtrack or the music scores of movies but this one once again was really amazing the fact that their soundtrack was able to go on the billboard on the billboards it was it was it was great all right and trust me lose yourself listen to it if you haven't go listen to it it's one of the best rap songs you could ever listen to makes you want to get up and actually do something. It makes you want to get up and and beat the shit out of someone. And yeah, I I love it. All right. So once again, recommendation, listen to it. It's a great recommendation. All right, ladies and gentlemen, moving on. Production. The film had been in production since the year 2000 and shooting began in September of 2001 in Highland Park, Michigan. There really isn't much behind the scenes for this. It's just, oh, hey, we're going to do this. And yeah, just that. I really like the cast too. I forgot to say I really love the cast. Um, um once again, Eminem, great job. Uh, he's, he's one of my favorite rappers. Um, Brady Murphy again, a great job playing Alex. Um, not really much to say. Kim Bassinger, this isn't her first time. First time she's made an appearance here. So you can see, uh, she was in Batman 1989, and her acting here as a crackhead mother, or not crackhead, but just uh redneck or not red, white trash there you go as a white trash mom is just i'd say great It was okay um just one thing that kind of like disturbs me in one of the scenes where we see uh jimmy going home he walks in <laughs> he walks into his mom's house and sees her fucking banging the shit out of greg which was kind of disgusting. I mean, normally I wouldn't say no to a sex scene or two in a movie, but considering the fact that at this time, at the time, Kim Basinger was old, she got wrinkles, bro. And I'm like, nope, I'm good. I uh, ain't trying to see that grandma shit. Mm-mm, I'm good. Moving on. Uh, Anthony Mackie's uh, performance as Papa Doc. Uh, I mean, there really wasn't much to Papa Doc's character. Just that he's an evil, taunting bully. Um... Captain America, this guy's real name is Clarence. <laughs> I've been waiting to use that one. Um Michael Shannon is in general a really good actor. Um sometimes he scares the shit out of me, but he's a he's a good actor. He's a good actor. A little something that you guys did not know a lot, Um if you if you've known um Eminem and you've heard of D12 before, if you haven't heard of D12, it is there actually his um What's it called? They're actually his. Uh, it's like his bo- his group, his rap group. The rap group he pertains to his homies. There you go. His homies. You'll see that um a lot of the a lot of the D twelve members make an appearance here. For starters, uh, Proof, one of the members or former members uh, uh of D twelve was in the movie. He was one as one of the the rappers that Eminem goes against in the uh the movie. We also got Obi Trice, which again one of the um. One of the members of D12 as well. Uh, We actually have a a special appearance by Exhibit. If you guys don't know who that is, you need to look him up. He's from the Yo Dog. I heard you like memes. If you do not know what that is, then you are too young. Please go look it up. Take a course on memes. I recommend it. Yeah. Alright, moving on. Again, I don't really talk about the soundtracks, but for this, I will make an exception. Uh, Music from... And inspired by the motion m- pic- picture *8 Mile*, is the soundtrack to *8 Mile*. Eminem features on five tracks of the album, and it was released under Eminem's label, Shady Slash Scope label. Uh, And it spawned Eminem's first number one U.S. single, Lose Yourself, the album debut at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 albums chart that year with over 702,000 copies sold and 507,000 copies sold in the the second week. Also finishing the year as the fifth best selling album of 2002 with U.S. sales of 3.2 million despite being on the market for only two months. All right. Reception. Eight Mile opened number one at uh, the box office with $51 million in its opening weekend. Then the second highest opening for an R-rated movie in the U.S. Yes, it was actually R-rated because, I mean, again, uh, language, um, titties, they, they, they go crazy with the titties and the sex scenes. Uh, the film will go on to gross $116 million domestically and $126 million overseas, with a total of $242 million worldwide. The final, the film's final domestic gross would hold the film at number three in Box Office Mojo's pop star debuts list, behind Austin Powers in Goldmember, which was uh, Beyonce's debut, and The Bodyguard, which was Whitney Houston's debut uh even even the eight mile dvd which was released in march of 2003 generated 75 million dollars in in sales and in rentals for those of you guys do not know blockbuster that's what i'm talking about yeah making it the biggest dvd debut ever for an r-rated movie putting it in, putting it in all the time top 10 for the first week home video sales for a movie um they even released a VHS. Who still uses VHS? Well, aside from me. Yes, I still use VHS. So, sue me. I am buying the DVD. Fuck that. I am buying the digital version. Fuck that. Alright. 8 Mile received a lot of positive reviews with critics praising the music and Eminem's performance. Review aggregator Rotten Tomatoes reports the film is certified fresh with a 75% rating based on 213 professional critics. Giving the film a positive review. With an average rating of six point seventy one out of ten, the site's consensus reads, "Quote: Even though the story is overly familiar, there's enough here for an engaging write." End quote. And uh, well, I gotta, I gotta give it, a, give it a huge uh, huge upraising, uh, uh pra- praising. Sorry. And as even as far as to say that the ending battles was sort of like a fight between Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed in the movie Rocky. So, ooh, that was kind of something else. Uh, they received a shit ton of awards for this. A lot of uh, awards and nominations and stuff like that. They received the nominations for Academy Awards, Black Reel Awards, BMI Awards, Broadcast Film Critics Association Awards, Chicago Film Awards, European Film Awards, Golden Globe Gold Awards, uh, MTV Awards um teen choice awards and even a grammy awards um they ended up winning an academy award for best original song lose yourself once again uh again i really recommend it it's one of the best um he also got a bmi award for uh music uh they gave him a they gave them a what is that uh, yeah, another BMI for most performed song from a film, Lose Yourself. They gave him a Broadcast Film Critics Association Awards for Best Song. They won an MTV, two MTV Awards, uh, one for Best Male Performance and another one for Breakthrough Male Performance. Teen Choice Awards, uh, a Choice Movie Actor in a Drama, and a Choice Movie Male Breakout Star. They also ended up winning an ASCAP Award for Most performed song from a motion picture they ended up winning also a Grammy Award they, they won a uh, Grammy Award for best rap song and a Grammy Award for best rap male, male rap solo performance sorry um, and yeah well as far as the story goes that's that there really isn't much to the story of this just the fact that well it stunned and done it stunned audiences it may or may not have sparked a bunch of suburban kids to think that they're from the trenches um but yeah as far as the story goes that's that um i'm gonna give you guys a little treat um about a few weeks ago i wrote uh a freestyle sort of like a couple of rhymes saying that you know why don't i just you know shoot them on here you know do <laughs> thing see what you guys think if it if not then you guys could just go ahead and cancel me and i'll just end this podcast here um but yeah all right let me just uh, i wrote about three pages of lyrics Hopefully, they, they, they bump. If not, then uh, feel free to let me know. All right. <clears throat> Welcome to Time Out with Tony. I'm going to tell you a story about a kid named Corey, but don't worry. It ain't going to be co- gory, I think. At age five, they told him that he wasn't supposed to be alive. They said that he would never survive. Little did they know that he would strive and decide to go back and show that he can provide. As a child, he was pushed around thought he would drown. Now, he can't even take a dump without being chased by a crowd. Bullied around because he couldn't weigh past 90 pounds. Ooh. He refused to be down. Murder in the house. They took his father's spouse. They went down the route. Nobody can figure out the whereabouts. The kid grew up to be a beast and his fame increased. This priest told him to find peace. At 15, he was put down by the police facing the ground because the color of his skin was brown. He looked like a clown in front of his whole school. Years went by and his classmates thought he was still a tool when reality, they were the tools and they were the ones who struggled to play for jewels. They noticed that they treated him cool, and they try to make amends and try to be friends, but only because they saw the amount of cash he spent. What? Yeah, that's 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 all I got. I'm sorry. Um, let me let me know what you guys think. Let me you guys uh, know what uh how how did that how did that go? Uh, I do apologize for the stutters. Um, I don't know if I should shoot another rhyme. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm good. Y'all ain't getting shit um yeah well ladies and gentlemen it looks like that we we are coming to a close unfortunately i like to thank you guys all so much for putting up with this horrible rhyme freestyle if not then i i'm so sorry i mean you're probably sick of it because you probably watched it already as promo but uh yeah thank you guys so much for watching and well i guess i'll just catch you all on the next one see ya
2: day